WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The U.S. Department of Treasury moved this month to sanction two Chinese companies that have contributed to the fentanyl problem in the United States, and Congressman Bill Heisinger says it's about time. He tells us two companies and five individuals were affected by the sanctions. I applaud the administration for doing that. It might be too little too late, but I'm glad they started. And we need to utilize our sanctions regime to go after these companies. Heisinger says fentanyl has been a problem nationwide, including in southwest Michigan. He points to an April 13th report from the Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety about more than a dozen overdoses and five deaths in a 24-hour span as well as a March fentanyl bust in Van Buren County, described as the largest ever in the state. It's not just urban. It's not just suburban. It's not just rural. It is everywhere, and that simply cannot go unaddressed. Heisinger says companies affected by Treasury's sanctions are involved in the production of materials that go into fentanyl. From there, he says the substance is made in Mexico and then uh, smuggled into the U.S. by cartels. New Buffalo Elementary School principal Adam Bowen has been selected to serve as the district's new superintendent. Fresh out being named the Michigan Elementary and Middle School Principals Association Principal of the Year, the New Buffalo Area Schools Board of Education announced this month that Bowen will now lead the district. He's been an elementary principal since 2017 and has worked for the district for more than 15 years. The district says that Bowen was hired for the top job after the public was surveyed and multiple rounds of interviews were held. Bowen says his, quote, vision is to make sure every kid is successful and whatever their dream is, we can make it come true. He says being superintendent will help him do that. He'll take on the new job July 1st. He replaces interim superintendent Michael Lindley, who came out of retirement to lead the district when former superintendent Jeff Leslie left for Petoskey last year. Since opening the Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville about seven years ago, owners Jamie and Ryan Bendoski have tried to be the kind of people who use their position to give back to the community. Now they're the ones seeking the community's help as they made the difficult decisions needed to keep their business afloat. Jamie tells us some of their customers have even started a GoFundMe to support the cafe as it struggles, but it wasn't easy to accept. For seven years, we have really taken a lot of pride in being the helpers, being the ones that are helping the family that's raising money for their kiddo with cancer. And so to turn the tables and not only have to say no to that stuff when we're asked, and then also to be the ones that are like needing the help, it sucks. Jamie says if Full Circle is able to make it until May, they have a new business plan ready to increase profitability. That'll include new hours, a new partnership, and other tweaks to operations. You can find out more about Full Circle and the movement at our website. The city of Buchanan is seeking public input on proposed improvements to the St. Joseph Riverfront and the surrounding natural environment. It's all part of its vision for Buchanan. Main Street Manager and Assistant Director of Community Development Ashley Regal tells us the city wants to make access to the river easier. The ultimate plan is to create kind of a mini national park right down there on our riverfront. Create trail system, dock system so that you can imagine somebody pulling up their boat and then walking into the city of Buchanan, going and grabbing dinner. Buchanan, that used to be a thing all the time. So in some ways we're imagining the future, but in some ways we're really leaning on the past. The information collected in the survey will be used to guide the planning process for the project in an effort to create a waterfront master plan for Buchanan. The survey will be open from April 24th to May 22nd. You can find links to it at our website. The Southwest Michigan housing market picked up steam in March after slowing down in January and February. 
However, at the close of the first quarter of this year, the numbers show the market's no longer as red hot as it was in the last couple of years. The Southwest Michigan Association of Realtors says in March, the number of homes sold fell 3% from March of last year. For the whole quarter, home sales were down 12% from 2022. The inventory of homes for sale gained 15% from a year ago, bringing the inventory of houses for sale up to a 3.2-month supply compared to 2.2 months in March of last year. The current inventory is still low for the market area. The average selling price in March of this year was $321,000 compared to $313 in March of last year, a 3% increase. The association says the number of bank-owned or foreclosed homes as a percentage of all the transactions was 3%, up from 2% in February. Association Executive Alan Jeffries says for March, quote, the market's previous sales frenzy and across-the-board record-setting sales and selling prices have settled to pre-peak years activity. The former owner of the Whitcomb in St. Joseph has started a new business. Eric Hansen launched Sunset Coast Lawns in early April, about three years after closing his last lawn care company in the Chicago area and about a year after selling the Whitcomb. He tells us after moving permanently to southwest Michigan, he decided it was time to get back into business with Sunset Coast Lawns. It's the regular fertilization program, which is uh, the basis of all the things that we can do. But then it goes into coeration, overseeding, grubbing insect control, fungus control, and soil testing and things like that. One focus of the company is organic fertilization, which Hansen said is putting more nature into nature. The business is located at 350 Gray Street in Benton Harbor, not far from the St. Joe River, and in an opportunity zone, which is an area of a community designated for revitalization through special tax incentives for investors. Hansen says he hopes that will help him grow Sunset Coast lawns to hire more Benton Harbor residents. A drug take-back event in Cass County this past weekend collected more than 280 pounds of unwanted medications. The Cass Community Coalition says the drop-off was held at multiple locations around the county on Saturday. People dropped off 284.5 pounds of medications. Cass Coalition Coordinator E.G. McAndrews said Saturday's event was the 22nd collection event to be held in the county, and in the past 12 years they've collected more than 4,670 pounds of unused medications. He says that keeping toxins out of the environment, and more importantly keeping drugs from being diverted to the streets, is critical. In Cass County, National Drug Take-Back Day was held in partnership with Woodlands Behavioral Health Care, the Cass County Sheriff's Department, and several other police agencies, as well as the Drug Enforcement Agency. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Fox News host Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. Fox News said in a statement the network and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. The statement said we thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. The news comes less than a week after Fox settled a defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems for $787 million over false election-related claims. Carlson was among the Fox News hosts that amplified those claims while privately expressing doubts about their veracity. Meanwhile, 
Tucker Carlson isn't the only one out at a major news network. CNN anchor Don Lemon says he's been fired. Here's Derek Dennis. One line in the Twitter statement from fired CNN anchor Don Lemon was notable. Quote, I would have thought someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. But CNN posted its own tweet in response, calling Lemon's words inaccurate, saying he was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Lemon's termination after 17 years, coming after a tumultuous several months, including the not in her prime comment Lemon made on air about former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. and presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Derek Dennis, ABC News. The former Louisville police officer who fatally shot Brianna Taylor has a new job in law enforcement in a county northeast of the city. Local TV reports the Carroll County Sheriff's Department hired Miles Cosgrove. Activists announced the protest in response today at the small sheriff's department. Taylor was killed in March of 2020 when police used a faulty drug warrant to break through her door. None of the white officers who fired into the black woman's home were charged in her death. The FBI later found their superior officers used false information to obtain the warrant. There's more fallout following allegations of possible ethics violations by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. The head of the Senate Finance Committee is calling for the Republican megadonor at the center of those concerns to cooperate with its request for more information. ABC's Justin Finch has more. Senate Democrat and Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden sending a letter to Republican billionaire and mega donor Harlan Crow, urging him to provide records about alleged decades worth of lavish vacations and other gifts to Justice Clarence Thomas and his wife Jenny. That request following reporting from ProPublica, the outlet publishing articles claiming Thomas did not include alleged gifts from Crow on his financial disclosure forms, nor Crow's purchase of property. Properties, including Thomas's childhood home, where ProPublica reports Thomas's mother still lives rent-free. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. A statement from Justice Thomas said he received gifts from Crow as a personal friend and he would comply with recently approved new changes to federal judiciary financial disclosure forms. A prosecutor says Proud Boys leaders charged with plotting to use violence to keep Donald Trump in power saw the far-right extremist group as the former president's army. A jury today began hearing closing arguments for the trial of a former Proud Boys national chairman Enrique Torrio and four lieutenants. Prosecutors Connor Mulrow said the Proud Boys were, quote, lined up behind Donald Trump and willing to commit violence on his behalf. Torrio is among the top targets of the Justice Department's investigation of the deadly Capitol insurrection January 6, 2021. Defense attorneys have said there's no evidence or a conspiracy of, of a conspiracy or a plan for Proud Boys to attack the Capitol. Flood warnings are going up in California, not because of rain, but because of heat and snowmelt. More from ABC's Alex Stone. Much of California is about to get slammed by its first heat wave of the year and one that will likely break April records. Midweek parts of California will be in the mid-90s. That's a big change from a few weeks ago when it was snowing heavily. And now there's concern that will cause rapid snowmelt in the mountains and extreme flooding in central California. UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain. This upcoming heat wave ha- looks like it has, well, it has gone from being a warm spell to what I think we can probably call a heat wave. Places along the Merced River and elsewhere could get extreme flooding as the snow melts. Alex Stone, EBC News. Police say one person was shot and killed at a small Oklahoma college and that a suspect is in custody after school officials told students to shelter in place. No other injuries were reported. Midwest City Police Chief Sid Porter said the shooting on the campus of Rose State College appeared to be domestic-related. He told reporters at the scene that both the suspect and the victim were male. He did not provide additional details about what led to the shooting at the campus in suburban Oklahoma City, which has about 13,000 students. 
U.S. Special Operation Forces are evacuating American diplomats from the U.S. Embassy in Sudan. More from ABC's Karen Travers. We heard from Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and he said the decision to temporarily suspend operations at an embassy and remove American personnel is the toughest decision a Secretary of State has to make. But he said the security situation right now in Khartoum and in Sudan is so risky that it was the right decision that they had to make. But there's been an emphasis today on the word temporary, that this is not permanent and that they are very eager to resume consular activities and get diplomats and get personnel back into those offices. And Evil had a strong showing at the box office over the weekend. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. Evil Dead Rise conjured up a solid debut weekend. Don't let it take my baby. The fifth film in the Evil Dead franchise opened to an estimated 23.5 million bucks at the North American box office. A great start for a film that reportedly cost around 15 million to make. It wasn't enough to take down the champ, however. Come on, Mario! Super Mario Brothers continues to hold strong, finishing first for the third weekend in a row, with another estimated 58.2 million. Evil Dead was second, and Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, debuted in third with just $6.3 million. Jason Athens and ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.